0: Reported by Norman J. Clement RPH, DDS, Norman L. Clement Farm Tech, Malachi F. McCandle Farmed, Joseph Salvo Esquire, Rev. C.T. Vivian, Jelani Zimbabwe Clement, B.S. MBA, Willie Ginyard, B.S., Brom Fisher Esquire, Joseph Webster M.D., Esther Hyatt, PHD, Michelle Alexander, Kudjo Wilding, B.S., Michelle Lynn Clark, R.P.H., Deborah Lynn Shepard, Barris E. Muchett. Strategic Advisors By the North Star Research Group The current enforcement practices of the DEA are bias-based. The racially-based culture is so powerful that members of the DEA lack the cognitive abilities to provide adequate and accurate law enforcement practices. The race-based culture has created a practice of racial indifference towards African-American pharmacists. These racial indifference behaviors are found within the DEA are the same ones expressed by a white supremacist. Such levels of indifference influence are part of their standard operations and its law enforcement operational practices. This agency cannot and should not be allowed to practice its race-based enforcement. The DEA agency's culture is infused with racial biases. This culture infusion of indifference is modeled throughout the agency. Such levels of racial indifference influences DEA's law enforcement operational practices which has placed a black eye on the professional men and women who serve with our law enforcement community around the world. By Langston Hughes The culture of indifference has further subjugated the standard operational practices throughout the DEA. No other law enforcement agency in the world has had agents work in concert with the cartels. This agency through its practices of discrimination failed to adequately recognize that it has been compromised. These practices within the agency are so dysfunctional that through learned behaviors employees find it easy to do wrong. Discrimination is wrong. The dangers the DEA has placed America within is presently uncrowned by the agency. Within the assimilation theory, an agency will follow the cultural practices of wrongfulness and subordinate the laws to achieve personal objectives this agency has gone far enough. The current practices are far below the standards of a professional law enforcement agency. According to ABC News Jim Mustian of Associated Press and the Baltimore Sun-Times' Justin Fenton June 18, 2020. The group of retired agents said in a statement sent to news organizations this week that Attorney General William Barr was out of touch with racial disparities that permeate not only local police departments but federal law enforcement. In fact, black DEA agent filed a claim of gross discrimination and diabolical racism in 1978 and it sat in the federal court system for 41 years, while incompetent, unqualified whites were freely promoted. This is a culture, said Carl Kolder, who previously oversaw the DEA's Washington Field Division, served on the agency's diversity committee, and was one of 76 former agents involved in drafting the statement you still don't have African Americans in positions to really monitor and ensure things are equal. Gary Tuggle, who was a special agent in charge of the Baltimore field office and served as interim Baltimore police commissioner in 2018, said he thinks the problem has worsened in recent years. Ernie Howard, who was the special agent in charge in Houston from 1997 to 2001, said there is not an even playing field. The DEA hasn't had an African-American female special agent in charge in years, Tuckle said. That's ridiculous. June Wurlow Rogers, who previously led the DEA's New England field office from 2002 to 2008. I'm really glad we're at a point now where people are listening, but in order for us to change things, we've got to change minds and hearts. Rogers recalled while an agent in Baltimore she was pulled over and questioned despite showing her DEA credentials until a white DEA supervisor intervened and that a magistrate judge once confused her for a defendant in court. 1, 2. We can easily relate with former Agent Rogers and share our experience with privileged judges. Transcripts from January 28, 2020, DEA v. Pronto Pharmacy, LLC, Tampa, Florida. Docket 19-42 Before Judge Mark D. Dowd Held in Tampa, FL Mr. Cisco, No Objection Judge Dowd, Thank you, Mr. Cisco. Judge Dowd Speaking to Witness, DEA Richard James Albert, Mr. Clement, One Question When you served that document on the pharmacy, were these printed out for you at that time, or were these maintained at the pharmacy in a logbook, or do you know where these actually came from? The witness, D.A. Richard James Albert, they will be maintained in a logbook. But when I requested a subpoena, I would think that they made copies of them. And one correction. Judge Dowd, okay. So, you weren't there when they were produced, you came back for them? The witness, Mr. Albert, well, they was, I either picked them up or they were sent to me. Judge Dowd, okay. The witness, D.A. Richard James Albert, but one correct. I am Mr. Albert. You called me Mr. Clement. Judge Dowd, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. It's old age creeping up. Old age. If the administrative judge Mark Dowd is confused because of his age, then what levels of confusion was expressed in his attempts to enforce the laws? Conclusion. Why must an agency continue to operate when it openly violated the laws? we can see that the DEA is no longer an agency that practices and enforces the law effectively and correctly. This agency has developed a system of support for the rightness of the agency and not for the rights to protect and serve the country. If this agency is not reorganized or shut down, it will continue to present a clear and present danger to African Americans and America. Both House and Senate Judiciary Committees must give oversight, investigate and reorganize the DEA the 1964 Civil Right Right Law Monument dedicated to the St. Augustine Struggle, St. Augustine, Florida. We are pharmacists not drug dealers. For now, you are within the norms. The War on Drugs, Hoover Institute, 3. Endnotes. 1 https colon slash slash uairwithinthenorms.com slash 2020 slash 06 slash 28 slash of role models and invisible men and women part 2 susan langston daya versus walter or clement et al slash 2 https colon slash slash appnews.go.com slash us slash wire story slash retired daya agents agency, legacy, discrimination, This interview was filmed on December 21, 2000. America has spent three decades and hundreds of billions of dollars fighting a national war on drugs. Has the war on drugs been an effective way of dealing with America's drug problem or does it cause more harm than good? How should we weigh the moral and utilitarian arguments for and against the war on drugs? In other words, do we need to intensify the war on drugs or is it time to declare a ceasefire?